Are you curious about bodies, pleasure, and possibilities? And what about curious about what others are up to on the planet when it comes to pleasure, sex, and play? Have you considered what pleasure can do for your life, your body, and your bank account? Do you know something magical, delightful, and out of this world orgasmic is not only possible for you, but totally available to you? If you're ready to be the magical, sexual, sexy beast you know you can be, and you just need the tools to get there, you're in the right place. Now, here's the host of The Pleasure Zone, sensual movement artist, relationship, and sex alchemist, Milica Yelenich. Welcome, my sweet pleasure seekers. So we have a very interesting topic this evening. I was playing with one of the other hosts on Inspired Choices Network. If you've ever listened to the show Big Fat Lies with Jennifer Kramer Lewis last week, um, she and I were having a great old laugh looking at different possible titles for my show uh, on a title generator that she uses. And this title, we were just joking. And I said, let's just put in like, your penis is wrong, her vagina is right. And we put it in this title generator and it evaluates how well received this title will be, whether it will be um, seen and also whether there will be engagement with this title. And it was 100% seen and 85% engagement. And she's been using this thing for, for quite a while. And she's like, I've never seen 100%. This is insane. I'm like, well, this is that insane. I'm going to do a show about this. And now I got to think about how our penis is wrong. Our penis is wrong? What's going on? Well, I want you, first of all, to know that I truly don't believe penises are wrong. Um, what I would like to talk about, though, is the different stages of arousal that bodies go through. And penis bot bodies with penises go through different arousal than bodies with vaginas. And um, I don't know if there's been studies done on anybody who's transitioning uh, or anything like that. So I can't say anything on that front. So I'm sorry if this doesn't feel inclusive to everybody. However, I'll try and speak to this as much as possible on the most inclusive level possible. So how do penis get so wrong? And it's not that penises are wrong and vaginas are always right or vulvas are right. It doesn't necessarily mean that as a blanket statement. What we're talking about is that oftentimes Penises, guys, the penis or gals with penises, your penis happens, I just have to say your penis just happens to probably get turned on sometimes when you don't even know what's happening. So I want you to think about this. How is that even possible? So for some of you, you might be like, how does your penis get turned on even when you're not turned on? Well, we're gonna talk about some different things physiologically. I love, um, I love working with bodies and I've been working with and studying anatomy, physiology for over 15 years. And I also um, deeply study all things to do with sex and intimacy and combine a lot of this stuff. I've recently been doing a series called the Happiness Hormones Club with four different hormones. And it's actually been a fascinating uh, dive with people into hormones because for one thing, we know very little about hormones, even with all the science that we've got. 
um, we still have very limited information. And with the stuff that we do know, we can kind of look at that and use some of that information to look at these subjects tonight too. So one of the things that starts to happen in bodies when they start to get turned on and feel good is like the oxytocin is rising, endorphins are rising, and you know, the touch starts happening, serotonin and dopamine are rising, like all these like great happy hormones come in. They're not just happy hormones, they're also arousal hormones that start to kick in. And the, the thing that happens sometimes is that these arousal hormones come in at the least expected time. So let's just say, for example, if, if when you were a child and maybe when you were a child and, and you had a penis as a child, you were completely humiliated publicly possibly. And I'm thinking of an instance because when I was, when I was in like grade five or six, there was this kid who was, I know he was insecure and I know he was going through stuff. Looking back on it, we could see that. But at the time, he just seemed really mean. And he always picked on this one other particular boy. And one day we were lining up to go into the classroom and this kid just pulled this boy's pants right down, underpants, all of it, like total humiliation circumstance going on and the thing with that is humiliation is so weird in our bodies is that our bodies get oxytocin rushes from having humiliation and and so we don't really know what to do with that because we're both feeling kind of off and kind of humiliated and not feeling so good about it and yet at the same time our bodies are having this rush going on oxytocin is one of those really wild hormones that are not that predictable. We don't really know when it's gonna kick in always. So it can sometimes drop from fear, but it can also rise from humiliation. So let's just take that scenario of that child and say, for example, in the future, when um, you know he may feel insecure, I don't know for sure, I have not seen him since grade eight, but he may not feel secure about his body, about himself, because it was, I remember like feeling so embarrassed for him. I remember people like laughing at him. Then I think I overcompensated, which is something that I tended to do. Um, I, I'm trying a lot less to overcompensate, but I remember that, you know, at grade seven and eight dances, I would always make sure that I danced with him so that he wouldn't feel like rejected. It's not that I felt sorry for him. I actually liked the person. He was a nice guy. Um, but I, I know that there was like a lot of humiliation uh, for him. So he, um, whatever was going on for him now, I'm not definitely not going to name names in case he's still alive, kicking and happens to be listening. But um, what I do know is that these things have an effect and they can take effect and they can take effect for a very long time. So these create some traumas in the body, fears. Um, so it's fascinating things that can occur. So this original trauma, say, for example, for him, this humiliation that occurred could create a fear, fear of being laughed at, a fear of intimacy, a fear of so many different things, which then could create false beliefs around who he is, which then could create a facade that he has to um, put on. You know, I'm fine. I don't really care if I ever have sex, facades like that. And then that could lead to addiction. It could lead to porn addiction. It could lead to relationship addiction. It could lead to food, drugs. It's hard to say. But these things all, these things like 
false beliefs and fears and all of that, all of them have an original base in trauma. And our bodies, these traumas like humiliations, our bodies just somehow, they just don't know and they kick in the hormones that we would think were being turned on. But in fact, we may actually have a lot of trauma that hasn't been healed. And so therein lies the task. So that, you know, humiliation can be a kink as well. And there's absolutely, there's like validity in that. And the question I would pose to you is, have you healed those traumas that are causing you to be turned on by being humiliated? Like what's underneath that? What's that trauma that has you feel every time you're humiliated again that you feel good about it? Okay, so whatever that is, that might be something to be brought up and, and looked at. And if you're wondering, how do you do that? And like, where do you go? And like, how do you deal with this stuff? Connect with me. Um, you can find me through social media. I'm Melissa Jelinek. You can ask me questions. I love it when people actually take the chance and do that and say, look, I listened to your show. It's always helpful to say, I listened to your show about whatever. Um, I really like your take on this. And I'm always willing to give, uh, to give you some of my time that way. So, um, and also if you enjoy my advice and my coaching, you're welcome to have sessions um, with me as well. So, so when we look at this trauma-based, situation, we can start to get how not only could penises be wrong, but guess what? Vaginas could be wrong too. So vaginas and vulvas can also respond from initial traumas as well. So let's say, for example, somebody has been sexually molested in their early childhood. And the thing about this is that like a lot of times when there's been early childhood traumas, especially around sexual abuse, is that the body at that age doesn't necessarily have desire. It just has, it just has like a buildup of energy sometimes. Like when I was four, I just had like a buildup of energy and it was just like a way to release some energy. It wasn't, it wasn't like I was lusting after somebody. I didn't have fantasies. It was purely a physical release which is different than desire, which is different than pleasure. Yeah. So there's desire, there's like a physical response in the body, and then there's pleasure. And they, they are really great when they work together. From sexual abuse, then your body, your body might actually continue to respond to some similar stimuli, like physically being stroked in a similar way, because guess what? It's something that your body's familiar with. At some point, it may have had uh, hormone uh, hormones uh, coming in, in rushing in and doing their thing in your body. Yeah, the receptors started to receive and uh, all these different hormones coming through. That's possible. So if you had that occurring, that's not necessarily humiliation, although there may be some level of humiliation as well. There's a level of trauma. And strangely, the bodies sometimes don't know the difference. So how do we get to a place where you can 
you know, if you're still into the kink of humiliation, um, even after you've gone through all of your healing, then I say go for it. But if you're doing it from a place where you haven't even begun to explore that this is something that needs to be healed, then I encourage you to look at that first before you, because what you could be doing is re-traumatizing yourself repeatedly. But if you understand what's happening in your body and you can take it and you can almost like laugh at yourself, you can start to undo a lot of the trauma and you can get yourself into a place where you can have endorphins and you can have endorphins coming in. You can also have, um, <clears throat> you can have the oxytocin coming in. You can have all these other great things like the dopamine and serotonin coming in as well. But the oxytocin would come in um, regardless for you then, because your body is now being able to laugh and bring it in in a different way. <clears throat> so how do you do that, right? So how do you do from humiliation beyond? So maybe outside of the spectrum of being with a lover, you could say even watch movies and relate to certain situations and go, wow, I've done that. And kind of like go, when you can kind of relate to a circumstance or a character and you can kind of laugh at yourself through it, then it becomes different. It becomes self-empowering rather than humiliating. Yeah. So it might switch things up for you. It might switch the kink up. That's one of the simpler ways to do it, but by all means, it's always great to have somebody who's either a sexologist, um, a sexual psychologist, uh, uh, sexual-based somatic therapist, um, different ways of getting this stuff out of your body so that you can be coming to all of your pleasure from a place of being healed or utilizing these different things like humiliation tactic uh, for kink as a way to heal coming from it from a very conscious place rather than an unconscious just getting off kind of place that's where we would go to um, that there's there's like a disconnect between the desire and the physical stimulation and the pleasure so there's sometimes there's a disconnect in those and what we'd like to do is connect all three of those so that there's pleasure for all bodies involved and it's pleasure from a place that feels more healed so when we look at this and we're like oh penises are so wrong and vaginas are so right. What I'd like you to look at is, is there a place in your body where you're actually being turned on from something that at some point was a trauma for you? Um, has that trauma left or does your body still get excited by the trauma and is looking for ways to either relive it to get the oxytocin kick or is it looking for a way to heal it? So just check because there'll be different responses in the body. So there's a lot more to talk about on this topic and I hope that you enjoy this. I know that the title was very off-putting to many and I lost several people on my mailing list and that's okay because apparently it was very offensive. So if I offended you today, you're welcome. If I didn't offend you today, you're welcome. I hope that whatever you get out of this episode is something that you find both educational 
mentally stimulating and maybe even physically stimulating depends on what works for you so we're going to go to our first commercial break you're listening to the pleasure zone here on inspired choices network and we'll be right back after this commercial are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives what if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now with Milica Jelanić, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Jelanić. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzajelanić.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. Tonight, we're talking about how your penis is wrong and how her vagina is right. Well, I know my vagina is right. My vagina is so right. And I can tell you from my own experience, my vagina has been right for so many things. If I listen to my vagina more than I listen to everybody else, I I would, and I, I've begun to, I'll tell you that much, but even in the past, if I had, I could tell you that my life would be very different, <laughs> but, but I didn't, I didn't always listen to my vagina. Sometimes I listen to the needs of others and I followed through on that. So what if we did make your vagina really, really right? What would that be like? So just think about that for a minute. We will talk about that. And penis is what if you weren't so wrong? Penises get a bad rap. I have to say they get a pretty bad rap around the world. Um, you know, people are flaunting their penises a lot, throwing them up, you know, dick pics left, right, and center with no, um, with no like actual asking. And I had a really great question the other day. Mm-hmm. I had somebody who wrote to me and was saying, I'm an exhibitionist and I really don't want to offend people with my exhibitionism and I don't want to get arrested with it. And they wanted to know, how do I show off my penis? to people and how do I broach the subject with people in order to be able to do this, be able to show them my penis. And I said, well, and I gave them some advice. So I'm hoping that they're gonna follow through on that advice. It's always good to know the person a little bit at least, and then 
say, would it, you know, something like, mm -hmm. would it please you to see my penis? Like, that's a kind of a nice thing to say. So penises, I know you love attention. Most of you love attention. Some of you are hiding. Some of you don't feel like you quite belong on the body that you're on. And some bodies feel like they should have a physical penis and they don't. And so some penises feel really, really wrong. And I have to say that this is really common. And in the last hundred years, penises have been made even more wrong than ever, ever before. Um, and that's, you know, I, I think that having, having people feel like their body is wrong is gonna be something that creates an awfully big mess in the world. So penises, let's get on track. For one thing, what I'd like you to just consider is that, you know, like 150 years ago, there was something called courting. I know, what? People dated. There was like courting that happened. And sometimes the courting was such a slow act. Sometimes it involved letters. Sometimes it was just a meeting. And sometimes it was like the secret hand touch that was just oh so delightful. There's something so genuinely beautiful about that. And it's not that we want to live in the 1800s because some of those values were right out of, you know, left field. And, you know, there was like, yeah, there was lots of not so great stuff going on. But some of the courtship stuff was very interesting. And what it can also do is it can train penises to kind of tame down a bit and invite and be the invitation for women or, or anybody who's seeking penis to like really desire that. Although from all my uh, gay male friends, they don't really have so much of this issue going on usually. This isn't usually like a, a man, to, man to man kind of thing that happens as a problem because men are usually on the same track together. It's like, you got a hard penis, I got a hard penis, let's rock and roll. Um, at least these are the tales I've been told by my guy friends who are playing with other guys. So I can't speak from that on my own because I haven't experienced that in this lifetime, but this is what I'm told. So for, for male bodies being with female bodies in this life, um, and yes, there are so many variations there within, like we do have intersex and I, I'm gonna try and simplify this uh, as much as I can, or otherwise I could be talking for a lifetime about all the variants that I could talk about. So bodies do not get turned on the same way. Male bodies or bodies with penises do not get turned on the same way that bodies with vulvas and vaginas get turned on. They're very different. Some bodies take a lot more time to get stimulated. Let's just think for a second, what could that be? Is that the male body with the penis or is that the vulva body with the vagina? I think it's the vulva body, guys. All right. so. Why is that? Well, women do have different responses in their body um, naturally, for one. If we look at it biologically, uh, we look at it from a survival instinct place. The female body is a little bit more particular about survival and who it will choose to, not always, this is just very generalized guys, but the 
female body tends to be a little bit more particular about who it copulates with in order for to create. You're looking for the best mate possible to create babies with. The male body is looking to procreate as much as possible, to have as many heirs as possible, and to have as many offspring as possible. So we're coming from different perspectives. Now, if, if you'd like to have as many offspring as possible, you're going to want to be able to get it, get it up, get it hard, get it in, get her done, and move on to the next person and have them lined up and get her get it up, get it hard, get it in, get it done as fast as possible. And the female bodies are like, wait a second, I got to carry that baby for 40 weeks. And I want to make sure that if I'm going to have a baby with this person, that this is going to, you know, this is going to be something that's actually enjoyable for me. So we're a little bit more hesitant, it takes a little bit longer for that body to warm up to the idea because female bodies have a heck of a lot more consequences than male bodies do when it comes to sex. A little bit of hesitation going on at times. That is purely from like a physiological response to survival, right? This is not, we're not talking, we're getting into like tantra and spirituality of sex. This is like a pure physiological response of like why this would happen. All right, so now we know some of this basics, right? What do we do with that? So if penises are wrong because they're getting turned on by everything plus the wind just blew by and the penis just got an erection, which does happen on fine days for many men, um, you could you know just walking around seeing things. This was actually even more common say 40, 50 years ago when there was less pornography available, less forms of pornography available as well. Um, and it was a little harder to get access to all those forms that were available. So you weren't seeing, you weren't able to just click in like two wet pussies and just get some lesbian action on your laptop happening. Like that wasn't that easy, right? You'd have to get in your car, go to the triple X store, rent that DVD, um, hope nobody saw you get home. Maybe if you're lucky, you had like the channel in the back you know, you had this special channel that you get something on at like 3 a.m. I think they were called the Blue Soft Movies. There's, I can't remember. There was in Toronto, there used to be a station called, there probably is still City TV. And so Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And so there was a station and at like three o'clock in the morning on a Saturday night, you would get this very interesting pornography going on. So it was available, but it wasn't that easy to find. And yes, there were triple X stores. And yes, there was stuff like Hustler and Penthouse available. That was all there. Again, you had to physically go out and get it. And now it's at the tap of your fingertips, right? So stimulation is hardcore. It's in the head. It's in your head uh, nonstop. So you're getting visual stimulation. And definitely more men than women watch pornography in order to masturbate and, and uh, actually come. So this is just... That just one of those things that, yes, women use it too, but men do by far use it more than, than women do. Um, and and um, I don't have statistics on anybody who is uh, everything in between. Like I don't have stats on anybody transgender. So I have to apologize on that one. So we look at, for the most part, how penises want to get aroused. They're getting some kind of visual stimulation through pornography or something. 
they have a fantasy playing and their body starts to get aroused. The blood starts pumping. It starts moving, you know, nipples maybe get a little bit erect. Your face gets a little flushed, which mine might look flushed right now, but I have a little sunburn happening and some mosquito bites that are ultra sexy. Uh, so I'm not flushed because I'm turned on, I'm flushed because I'm sunburned. All right, so um, that's another thing to check. Like some people just blush. It doesn't mean they're turned on. All right, so you might have all of these actions happening. Now, the funny thing is, is female bodies can have some of these responses. And if you ask them, are you turned on? They may actually lie to you and say, yeah, yeah, I feel turned on. But their brain activity will absolutely show something different. So there, are, there have been studies done on, on brains, looking at brains when people think they're turned on. And the part of the body that has to do with pleasure isn't even being stimulated. Yet these people feel like, yeah, I'm turned on. Why? Because there's so much shame around saying that you're not turned on or feeling like you need to tell your partner what to do to turn you on or doing for yourself what you need to do to turn yourself on. We have become so afraid of asking for what we would like that we'd rather have just our body's stimulated and just like get her done than actually having a conversation and improving our sex lives and our pleasure. Yep, because that's where we've come down to. So guys, you're watching your porn. Girls, you're probably watching your porn too and everybody in between. You're probably all watching some kind of porn to get stimulated. Now, what's going on is you're getting all this visual input and your, your body is going to have a full on chemical reaction to these things, you're gonna have endorphins rushing. So it's almost like a fight or flight response in your body. Like, oh my God, don't wanna get caught. Oh my God. And a lot of it is the not wanting to get caught. So that's where the fight or flight kicks in. Then you also have possible humiliation coming in, oxytocin's coming in. Like it's all the, the bizarre possibilities for these hormones to come through that they're coming through and you think you're turned on, but actually you're possibly humiliated and afraid of getting caught. Yet your body's like stimulated and like high and like zippy. And you don't know why, because we just don't fully understand bodies. And we, we truly, even medical science does not fully understand hormones. Nobody fully understands this stuff yet. Not fully. We, we have a scope, but we don't fully know. So we're going to talk more about that though. We, you know, like why and how is it that we get turned on by like, you know, you got the porn going on, your body's turned on. You have some physical stimulation happening, but you're not really feeling it. There's no desire. There's no, there's no pleasure. And then those vaginas are like, but I don't even know what I'm supposed to feel. And the penises are like, I have a job to do. And they're just trying to do their job and procreate. And the vulvas are like, but I don't even know what I feel anymore. All right, we got some confused genitals going on in the world. Let's look at them. Let's love them. And we'll come back and discuss more about this after this next uh, break. You're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network. And we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? 
Lean In Now with Milica Yelenich, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Interested in masturbating for money, copulating for consciousness, and pleasuring on purpose? 21 Days of Sexual Magicism with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich is an exploration of tools, processes, and actions that you can use to create more for your life, your body, your money inflows, and so much more. Graduated learning for all levels of interest. Learn at your own pace via video classes or join the yearly live class. Take a peek at www.melitzayelenich.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Melitza Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email, info at melitzayelenich.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, my sweet pleasure seekers. So tonight we're talking about how sometimes penises might be wrong and vulvas might be right, or maybe not. So what we've, what we've actually kind of dived into are some of the physiological responses that occur in bodies, how and why they might occur. And then what we can do about making penises not so wrong and maybe making vulvas continue to be right, but however, they don't have to just be right. But like, what if we could have them be friends? You know, what if vulvas can be friends with vulvas and penises can be friends with penises and they can be friends with each other and then everybody can be friendly and then the genitals of the world are all happy. That would be great. The genitals of the world have had an awful lot of uh, pressure put on them for different things like survival of survival of the species. That's a pretty big one to have put on you. Then we've had pressure to perform and we've also had pressure to show up and look certain ways, right? It's really interesting, probably maybe 15 years ago, the big thing was like, shave all your pubic hair. And now it's like cool to have pubic hair again, because like the 70s bushes back, I think it was COVID like, brought back all things like cover your face with a mask and cover your crotch with hair, like it's all coming back. So whatever it is, or we're all going natural, whatever it happens to be, the whole, everything is kind of 
changing and we've been judging these things for so long. Wouldn't it be lovely if we just stopped that and we didn't make penises wrong? And what if we didn't have to make vaginas right? What if we started listening to them? So we have different arousal rates. We kind of discussed that a little bit, right? So penises might get turned on really, really fast. Now, what I would encourage you to do, rather than doing the, um, the you know, spit on your hand, slap it on your dick and shove it in, like instead of doing that deal, I kind of think like, hey, if you're turned on and your partner is interested, but maybe not as turned on as you, wouldn't it be fun to turn them on to the level that you're at or even more? And vulvas, if you're turned on and maybe you're with a partner, maybe with a penis or a vulva or a vagina and they're not so turned on, would it be fun to have and invite your lover into being as turned on as you are? What a concept. So what we've been doing for the most part is going, I'm turned on. I'm going to use your body as a tool. I'm going to get off and I'm going to walk away. What we've been using it for is physical stimulation. We're not even looking for desire anymore. We're not even looking for pleasure anymore. We even have like dating apps dedicated to pretty much, let's just get those body parts slammed together and get out of here. Or like the glory holes of the olden days in the 1980s and 90s for all my homosexual male friends out there who ever had the glory hole experience. So there were situations where you're just slapping body parts together and you don't even know what's happening. You don't even know who's who or what's what. There is no desire in there for the person. There is a physical response in your body that says, to your body, this means reproduce. Reproduce means copulate. That means let's have sex, let's do it. There is no pleasure in that necessarily, not in the way you think there is. You're getting off, some hormones are coming through, kicking in, relaxing your body a bit, but you're not having those hormones come in that create those deep connections where Things like oxytocin can, uh, can be actually really stimulated in the body when you have deep connections with people. Also with humiliation, so you wanna just check what's going on there. Also things like dopamine will kick in really well when, when you're feeling comfortable with people as well. And you have long periods of touch. Oxytocin is great for touch too, and same with serotonin. And then you can have those endorphins rising as the simulation and the desire arises. So do those endorphins rise and the pleasure becomes more bubbly and you get more um, satisfaction from it and connection from it. So what, what I know we are lacking on the planet and you can check in and see if you feel this is true too. We are lacking that kind of triad energetically of desire, pleasure, and physical stimulation working together to actually bring us even more satisfaction and more pleasure and utilizing sex as something more of a, uh, as you heard in the commercial break, as like 
uh, sexual magicism as like a way to actually create in our lives as almost like a tool of Tantra, like Neo-Tantra, which is different than the old practice that you would practice for a lifetime. So what do we do with all these fun, fun things? Like how, how do you take the time to actually, you know, have, you know, if you have a, a penis that's turned on and you've just decided, if I don't use this erection right now, I'm going to lose this erection right now. How much stress have you put on yourself? You know what stress does? It lowers your serotonin, it lowers your dopamine, it lowers your oxytocin, and it actually can kind of kick in some endorphins because you get a little afraid. But what if you just chillaxed a bit? You relaxed and you received, and you started to touch. You started to touch your lover, you started to touch yourself in front of your lover, all these fun different things you could be doing. How does your body feel about that? Like, where's the level of desire that you have in your body? Like, on a scale of zero to 10, how much do you feel like your body is desired by your lover? Zero being none, 10 being, oh, yes, yeah, so desired. I'd like you to be really honest with yourself on that. And also check in is how much do you desire your lover's body on a scale of zero to 10. Zero being you don't desire it, 10 being you fully desire it. Now, desiring is where the thought of it might even get you to be peaked and aroused and your blood flowing and you get like turned on. That doesn't mean that your genitals are being stimulated or that you're necessarily about to have an orgasm. Although sometimes desire can be so intense that it can lead to your body feeling like it's stimulated physically and it can lead to that intense pleasure. Absolutely. I've, I've actually in my life, I had, I had a lover in my twenties who I had, my body had just gone through a lot of trauma and uh, he was such a contribution to healing a lot of that trauma that um, the, the first time I kissed him, um, my body actually had an orgasm because there was some, and now like I can look back and kind of go, oh, I understand this chemically. Biochemically, I understand what was going on. There was like a feeling of safety. There was a feeling of um, being nurtured. There was a lot of things that my body had not felt for a while, like months of feeling isolated, sad, alone, um, basically violated, not basically, but violated. So the first touch I had that was like kind and sweet and loving, it like blew my brains off. Like it was so intense and it was such a gift to my body that I could know that it doesn't actually take a lot to be turned on, but it takes a lot for me is to feel desired. And then also that kindness and that presence and um, all of these other things that he was able to be for me at that time was such a gift. So, so grateful for that lover. He was such a gift. Um, so now what do we do? You know, if, if uh, you, if you feel like you kind of like, well, I don't really have desire for my partner. And I don't really feel like my partner has desire for me. Like if your numbers came up at zero, when I asked the question, how 
desired do you feel by your lover and how desire how much desire do you have for your lover if they're like at zero there is something going on now your lover might know how to physically stimulate you and they're like yeah i got the rubbing skills down I took my own class and I know how to rub up real good. I got my 15 minutes down and I know how to stimulate a clitoris and I know how to stimulate a penis. Great, you know how to stimulate, but is there desire? So desire is really an important component and the bodies need that. So penises, when you're just aroused, you might be like, I just got to get that in and get her done and get that you know, get those babies happening, got to, got to biologically, got to recreate, got to make this happen. No, please take a moment, take your time, be, you know, gentle, be, be and ask, communicate, because maybe your partner doesn't want gentle too, but be, um, be willing to communicate and ask, is there something that your body would really enjoy right now? How many of you out there actually ask your lover, is there something your body would really enjoy right now? Or do you just assume, I've got a hard penis, I'm shoving it in that vagina. That's what I'm doing. Or I got a hard penis, I'm shoving it in that mouth. Or I'm shoving it in that anus. I'm going to shove that penis wherever I can put it. Because that's what penises are for, shoving. No, that's not what penises are for, folks. That's not at all what penises are for. Penises are amazing pleasure devices. They're like, if we were robots and a penis was like a component of the robot, it would be like the most amazing pleasure device. And vulvas, amazing pleasure devices. Vulvas include the clitoris, by the way, right? So that's what I'm talking about. Pleasure devices. We have these amazing, if we were robots, these would be our pleasure, pleasure devices. So what do we do with them? We tend to use them in ways that are not actually from a place of desire. We tend to use them from a place that is physical stimulation and that's it, get her done. And that does can lead to an orgasm, but that does not mean that it leads to pleasure. What, they could be different? Yeah, they could be different. I know there are four stages of arousal normally that they're talked about in, um, all things sex. I'm looking at it a little differently um, because my thought on this, and I've been I've been listening to some interesting um, sexologists as well who have some really cool theories about this as well. But what I love is the idea that um, when we have that triad of desire and we have included physical stimulation in a way that the person enjoys. And then this leads to these outstanding experiences that we call pleasure, which can be beyond what you orgasm. It can be something that is even healing for the body, possibly healing emotionally. It can work on levels that you might not have even considered that sex could be utilized for. Yeah, go think about that for a minute. So you're listening to The Pleasure Zone here on Inspired Choices Network, and we'll be right back after this commercial. Are you secretly a voyeur, wondering what's going on in other people's sex lives? What if now is the time for a totally different sexual evolution? Are you interested in people who are pioneers of different sexual and pleasurable practices? Lean in now 
with Milica Jelanić, where she will entice you and your body to know your own pleasure zone. On the Pleasure Zone radio show with sensual movement artist Milica Jelanić, you'll receive tools, inspiration, and a foundation to allow yourself to receive more in your sex life, and quite possibly other areas of your life as well. Listen for The Pleasure Zone with Milica every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 7 p.m. Central Time, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, and 5 p.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. To participate in the program today, join our live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also make the choice to ask or comment by email info at melitzayelenich.com now back to the program welcome back my sweet pleasure seekers tonight we're talking about how your penis is wrong and her vulva is right well if you've been listening in so far you'll know that that isn't actually the full extent of the story is it no we're just looking at how and why that might be occurring right so we looked at a little bit of desire. Now, that is something to consider. Where are you at on the desire scale with your partner or your lover? Where are they at on the scale of desire with you? Now, when it comes to things like physical stimulation, there, that is something that changes over time repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. What you might have liked as a teenager is different than what you might not. You know, you might change in your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 60s. That is totally normal. And if you've had a lover for many years, this is something that you can have conversations about. You're allowed to talk about this. And so, you know, that thing, like, actually my body likes this a lot. Like this thing, when you, when you did this thing to my nipple, I really love that. Um, that turned me on more than anything else. So when you, do have conversations about stimulation, it's really nice to give feedback that is um, encouraging to the person if you would like to continue to have um, relations and play with them, give them some positive feedback and encouragement and let them know where they're doing things at work, right? So that's a physical stimulation and there's still a need for conversation because that physical stimulation continues to change and maybe every time it's a little different maybe one time you're like I really like anal play and the next time you'd only like nipple play and the next time you just want somebody to um, lick, lick your genitals or the next time you want somebody to lick your big toe or you want somebody to come on your face like it just it's different every time right so just having an awareness of that and being open to whatever might come up that day that's where the desire part comes in, right? You see how we're going to go back and forth on that desire. Like, what is it that you desire today? Oh, cool. Now, physical stimulation. How do we accommodate that desire? Now, when we've accommodated that desire, now what occurs? Ooh, pleasure. Ooh, something cool is going to occur. So these are very, they, they very much work like a juggling act together. And I encourage you to work with them together for sure. I know some of you out there listening in Pleasure Zone land, in Inspired Choices land, are like, oh my god, that sounds really interesting. I really like want to know more about how I can do all of this stuff and like how I can make my vulva be more happier and how my lover, how I could invite my lover to stimulate me. 
so that we're at the same level of stimulation because that is not very common to have people at the same level of stimulation uh, going in. And every once in a while, you still might like to just have some of that physical stimulation to get some steam off or whatever, you know, those quickies, they can still be favorable to your body, they can still get some endorphins going. And there's still components that can be added. Um, I really encourage that if you have gone through any kind of trauma in your life to really work that out. Uh, especially when it comes, well, we've all uh, experienced some kind of trauma, but when it comes to um, sex, if you've experienced any kind of sexual violence uh, or any kind of sexual traumas, whether it was even what people would call minor, like if it was a, a, what would be a touch, it might not be minor for you. So that would be something to really look at and work on. And if you need somebody to do that with, that is something that I absolutely adore working with people on because what I know is that when people can move through their traumas and their shames and all of their things that they're hiding from themselves and all their fears and be able to embrace their being, their soul and have that shine bright, what I know is that they thrive in more areas than just their sex life, but like things change for them dynamically. And so I love doing that work. And if you would like to have me work with you on that, that's something that I offer through my coaching and you can connect with me through my, um, you can connect with me through any social media, as long as you tell me who you are and what you're looking for. You can also email me through my website and say, hey, I'm really interested in working with you. And I'm always willing to give you a quickie um, as a gift so that you can see if we're a match. So just to just recap a bit of this show, what did we look at? We looked at how, you know, sometimes penises get turned on, um, could be through humiliation, just like vulvas might get turned on through humiliation. So sometimes our turn on is not what we thought it was. And there can be a confusing thing going on in the body, a bit of a conflict, like I'm turned on, but I'm afraid and I'm ashamed and I'm scared. And sometimes we equate that with kink, but sometimes it's not kink, right? Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not, but it's really good to know the difference and be able to heal some of that stuff first. And then when you get into it as a kink, it becomes much more exciting and much more pleasurable rather than something that is um, constantly reiterating to you different traumas. You don't want to relive the trauma. You want to heal the trauma and experience the pleasure. Yeah. So that would be uh, the key for that. So those are one of the, the main things and why. Thank you for listening to The Pleasure Zone with sensual movement artist Milica Yelenich. The Pleasure Zone returns next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, 6 p.m. Mountain, and 5 p.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, have the best week of your life by choosing to be turned on and tuned in to your body.